Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. For the next few weeks and really for the next decade, we are focusing in on the decade of dominion. Everyone say dominion. I want you to understand that every one of you here was designed with dominion in mind. Knowing who you are will change what you are. When you know who you are, when you know what God created you for, it'll change who you are and what you do. And this morning, for the, for the decade of dominion, we are believing not just for this next year, we're looking at the next decade, getting you set up so that where you and your family, your future, your life isn't just going to have a good year. I don't want your family to be blessed just for one year. I want you to be transformed for a decade, for a lifetime, that what you look back on, you can look back and say, man, in 2020 was the, was the launching pad of my family, of my business, of my walk, of my sobriety, of my future, of my finances, that God transformed everything in 2020. But you have to change how you think if you're going to change how you live. Your experiences. I've met with, I had two appointments this week. These were, these were uh, what you would consider to be uh, emergency appointments of two individuals that, that had found themselves in a really tough time in their, in their relationships, in their marriages. They just made some bad choices, and now they're dealing with the consequences. I want to encourage you today that your choices, if you want a better experience tomorrow, you have to make better choices today. Every, every one of us is the sum of our decisions yesterday, today. You have become physically what your choices were yesterday, financially what your choices were yesterday, relationally what your choices were yesterday. If we want to change our life, we have to change our decisions, our choices. And if we're able to do that, if I can get you to change your choices, I can change your destiny. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, as we lay the foundation of decade of dominion. Genesis 1, 26, actually 1, 26, says this. Then God said. How many know when God speaks, things happen? In fact, there's a principle in creation that we're going to talk about for a moment is that God always speaks to the source before God creates the substance. God always speaks to the source before God creates the substance. It says, God said, let us make mankind in our image and in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, over the livestock and over all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Everyone says... Amen. You may be seated. Turn to your neighbor. Tell him I was created to dominate. There's the the two main words that you see here. Let us create man in our image. Everyone say image. Everyone say likeness. So that they may rule. That word rule is where we get the word dominion from. Other versions say let them have dominion. And I want you to understand. Take a look at this picture here. Anyone know who this is? 
Who's that? What did you call him? Baby Bron? <laughs> See, you don't, you don't even know him. You know his dad. Because his dad's famous, you recognize him now. And as you look at baby Bron, does he look like his father? Is there a resemblance? How about, for, for those of you that aren't into basketball, maybe you're in acting, what about this cup, this uh, father and son? You guys remember, remember who, who that is? Kurt Douglas and his son, okay? Michael Douglas. Now, they, they have a family resemblance. If that kid got lost at a mall, his dad could not deny that was his son, okay? Because there is image and likeness. There is a, a resemblance. And then this one right here. I just threw, I just threw him up there because he's cute. Everyone says that he looks like me, but uh, I don't think so. But I think he's just, a, he's just a cute kid because he's my God. He's my grandson. Okay, but every family has a family resemblance, right? As I look at different individuals in, in, in the, I, I can tell family connections. You, you guys, you get, when you guys walk in, you walk alike. You can tell that, that's family that's coming in. It, and you, you see how people interact. When I was a youth pastor, I had a kid that I couldn't get the kid's attention. Could, I would yell in, in youth group, yell his name out, and I couldn't get his attention until I went and visited his family. Had dinner with his family, and the whole family yells. It, it's time for dinner. Everyone's yelling. Just regular conversation. Everyone's yelling. The TV's blasting. The music is blasting. Everyone is yelling. And I realize that's why I can't get his attention. Because when I yell at him, all he hears is noise. So I would whisper. And when I'd whisper his name, hey, Bill, he would stop out of all the chaos, and I was able to get his attention. But the family likeness and resemblance was there. You see, I want you to understand, God says this, Genesis 126, then God said, let us make, let us make. I want you to understand something here, okay? Laying a foundation of what, where we're going with this, okay? So important that you get the foundation right. First of all, God always speaks to the source before he creates a substance, right? God always speaks to the source of something before he creates the substance of something. He spoke to the earth, the source, before he created the plants, the substance. Spoke to the source, the water, before he created the substance, the fish. He spoke to the source, the ground, before he spoke to the substance, the livestock. Are you following me? God always speaks to the... Before God creates the... Because the substance can't survive apart from the source. So God always speaks to the... Look at Genesis 1.26. Then God said... Let who? Who's he talking to? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He's not talking to the angels. He's talking to himself. You ever see someone talking to themselves? It's because they like talking to intelligent people. Some of y'all get that on the way home, okay? 
But God says, let us make man in our image. Why? The principle of creation is God always speaks to the source before he creates a substance. Before God creates man, God speaks to the source himself to bring about the substance, mankind. The same way you take a fish out of water and it dies, a plant out of the ground, it dies, the cattle out of the pasture, it dies, is the same way when we get disconnected from God, mankind dies as well well. Your dreams die. Your hope dies. Your future dies. God said, let us make. Everyone say make. I need you to understand you were both created and you were made. Say it again, pastor. You were created and made. Everything God spoke into existence, he, he created. But only man did he make. Only man did he make. Everything else he created. And there's two Hebrew words that we use here in regards to this. The first word that I want you to understand that created is the word bara. Bara means to take something from nothing and create it. The other word is asa. Asa is to take something and create it from something. Okay? Two words. Bara from nothing, asa from something. I'm speaking to someone right now. You might right now feel like you have nothing. You may feel like all you have is ashes left in your life. Your marriage is burned to pieces. Your family is gone. Your money is gone. Your hope is gone. Your future is gone. My God can still create something out of nothing of your life. He can create something. Or you might just have a little remnant left. My God can take what's left and he can create something great from that as well. Come on, somebody. Give God praise. Out of the dust, out of the Asa, God shared his breath and brought the Barah out of nothing to bring mankind to, to being. God formed man out of the dust of the ground. He made mankind. Everything else he said, let it be. But only man did God form out of the clay and then share his breath. Do you realize that you were designed to carry the breath of God. So I love purpose-driven life, but one of the things they miss is that you were created not to just fellowship with God. You were created to carry the presence of God. Oh, you got to grab a hold of this this morning. Some of you are so filled with bitterness and regret that you don't have room to carry God. Only man did he breathe into. And so the word for, remember, source and substance, you know what the Hebrew word for source is? Abba. Abba. What, what, anyone know what Abba means? See, God was never concerned about starting a religion. Man created religion. Jesus came and God came to start a family. About two of you got that. See, in a family, religion is man working hard trying to touch God. Salvation is God working hard to redeem man. 
Salvation is man working as hard as he can to touch God, and salvation is God working as hard as he can to redeem man. Stop working hard and accept what God has already done for you. He is trying to create. He says, when you pray, pray in this manner, our Father, which are not our God, not, not, and what I love about it, it's our Father, not just yours. It's a family. He don't belong just to you. He don't belong just to one color, to a creed, to a group. He belongs to everyone. He's our Father. We have a family that you may be, that we belong to. And baby, if you can't get along with one another, you better get along with them because in heaven, we're going to be together for a long time. Tap your neighbor, tell him, you better get used to me. When God breathed into Adam, he didn't just breathe life. He literally shared his DNA. You weren't just created by God. You were created of God. You didn't catch it. You weren't just created by God. You were created of, you have, of God. You have the DNA of God flowing through your veins. God gave you breath. God gave you life. And why is that important? We're going to talk about it. I need you to understand that when God, how many remember in the New, the New Testament, the blind man? There, there's a blind man and he comes to Jesus and Jesus, he asks for healing and Jesus all of a sudden goes, oh. This poor blind man probably thought he was going to get spit on. Because he can't see, he can only hear. And he's asked people for money before, and he's probably been spat on before. Now he comes to the Son of God and asks for healing. And when he asks for healing, all he hears is Jesus preparing a big one. And he makes clay out of the saliva that he spits into the ground. Easy there. And he takes the clay. This is important. Listen to me. Jesus takes dirt and adds. He adds his DNA to it. Last time he did that, he created man. And he takes the dirt, ordinary dirt, and he puts it on the eyes of the blind man and then tells him to go wash somewhere. DNA takes ordinary dirt and has the ability to bring sight to the blind, hearing to the, oh, come on, deaf, raising of the dead. When you add the DNA of God to anything that isn't in existence, that is dying, or when your marriage is on the verge of death, when you add the DNA of God, it brings it to life. When your, but when your finances are falling apart and you add the DNA of God to it, it brings it to life. When you add the DNA of God to anything, to any dirt in your life, add the DNA of God, life Hope, transformation steps in whenever the presence of God shows up. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. He says, why why did God even create mankind? You have to go back to God's character to understand why. 
that God, it was out of God's love that God chose to create us. He didn't have to. He made a choice to create you and I. And it was an, an example of his love. How do I know this? Because when you take a look at Romans 5, 8, it says, but God demonstrated, someone say demonstrated. Demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I want you to understand, a love that's not demonstrated isn't a love at all. You can tell me that you love me, but until you demonstrate that love, that love isn't active. Love has to be demonstrated in order for it to be activated. And God demonstrated his love for us that while we were sinners, he still died for us. Now, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, he said, Let us make man in our image and in our Let's focus in on these two words here for a second. The first thing God gave man was his image and his likeness. God loved you so much that the first thing he gave, he didn't create you in the image of a dog or a cat or a giraffe or a monkey. God created you in the image of himself and the likeness of himself. Take a look at this. The word image is teslam in the Hebrew. That means copy, statue, or image. The word image is the essential nature of God. It means to model, to resemble. It can refer to literally the graven image of God. How many remember one of the commandments says, Thou shalt not have any graven images of me. Okay? Why is that? God didn't want any graven images, any images formed of what he was. Why? Because he had already done so. He had already created his image by creating you. Oh, you missed that. Some of you are getting the, you're you're slow, but you're worth waiting for. Do you understand that? God doesn't want any graven images of who he is. You walk to some places, you'll see a Buddha. You walk into another place, you'll see an idol. You walk into another place and you see these little demigods that are, that are set up all over the place. But God doesn't want any images made of him. Why? Because he already created his image when he created you. You carry his image. Oh, come on, church. And so your image means personality. God created you to have the personality of God, to act like God, to walk like God, to speak like God, to move like God. You were created to have God's personality. When you look, when my kids do certain things, I know I cannot argue because those kids are me. There, as a parent, there is nothing that gets you more upset than when you're dealing with your kids and they're dealing with the problem that you have. I heard a pastor one time say, when, when God can't deal with that character defect in your life, he gives you a little one just like you. And he works on you. And, the, and I find that's true. The thing I get the most upset about are the things that I still haven't got victory in that my kids deal with. Come on, somebody say Amen. And so it's the personality, the likeness. My daughter, my daughter was in the first service, uh, Jacqueline. And it's funny because my daughters have, they, they have my mannerisms. There's things that they do. There's things that I drive with Jacqueline. It's like, oh, my God, this girl's me <laughs> in the way that I drive. And I realize, man, you're, you're, a, you're not a pastor when you drive. <laughs> and I, 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 
when I'm driving, I feel like I'm saved. <laughs> I feel like I love God until I see someone else driving with the same characteristics that I drive with. Yeah. Like, oh, you're going to hell. So the first thing is image. Everyone say image. The second is likeness. God created us in his likeness. That means shape, form, or pattern. What's important to understand here in the Hebrew word for that, how many of you have ever sewn before? In any sewing? What's, if you want to make a shirt, certain shirt or something like that, what do you need in order to get to make that shirt? A what? A pattern. And where do you get these patterns at? store <laughs> linen store Walmart you can now now I went to this school I, I graduated from this school now that that you can clap about that you know why because I cut so much my first two years of school I had to go to school full-time night and day for two years to graduate on time and so and I did it and we got it done out of 300 and 65 graduates, I graduated 363. There were only two fools worse than I was in that class. <laughs> now, where was I going with that? I don't know. Let me just... I took, in, in school, I took uh, home economics, okay? And that's why today, you know what? I don't have to rely on my wife to make a meal. I can cook, okay? Uh, I, I, when something needs to be hemmed, I can hem it. Uh, there, there were times, there were times that I would do it on my own. She'd be like, "Hey, I can, I can do that for you." No, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. I know how I want it done, and I'll, I'll take care of it. But when you would make a shirt or anything in class, you have to get a pattern first, and the pattern is a paper example of how the pieces needed to be before you cut the material out. If I wanted the shirt to be a certain size, I couldn't skip corners on the pattern. If I didn't have enough material, I couldn't cut corners because when you cut corners, you end up with a garment like that. Or one side's tight and the other side is... is and that's what, what you were created in the image and the pattern of God. Jesus was the pattern that God created mankind after. You're, you were created after perfection. But when we take the pattern that God is there and we take the pattern of God and we make our own creation out of it, we end up with a garment that doesn't look anything like Jesus. Now, you... Let, let me lean on this. That's why when you try to create a marriage that's not on the pattern of the word of God, you end up with the jacked up marriage. When you end up doing finances not the way God says to do it, you end up broke. That's why when you do your health based off your ideas and not the word of God, you end up sick and you end up messed up. When we don't do things according to the pattern, then we get mad at God. Man, God's pattern's all jacked up. You know what God was thinking when he made this? It wasn't God. You cut corners. There, there are things in the word that are there for a purpose. You can't cut those corners. 
like this talks about pattern. So literally, when we talk about the personality and the pattern that we've been created, you are created to look like God, but you are also created to act like God. So let me ask you a question. How much are you acting like God? Or are you just a knockoff right now? Any of me from China. <laughs> you see, Im- image is important. So I look around the room. Someone, as I walked in this morning, someone said, hey, Pastor, that's a nice sweater. So I thanks, man. You know, appreciate that. My daughter's got me this for Christmas. And it's uh, some dude by the name of Calvin Klein. How do I know that? Because his name's right here. Because a creator of anything puts his image on it. The shoes you're wearing. There's an image. Skechers. Adidas. You're wearing chanclas. I can't see what those are. (laughs) (laughs) But whoever makes the garment puts their logo on it to identify that belongs to them. Rolex, Mercedes, they put their logo on whatever it is that they create because there's a certain standard that goes along with any image that is placed on something. And the, 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 the manufacturer of a thing doesn't take care of it. When I, when I opened up my iPad, it came with a little booklet on top of it and said, read this before operating this. What did I do with that little book? But in the back of that book, it says this. This product has a manufacturer's warranty on it. Did they give me the warranty because they like me? They don't know me. Did they give me a warranty because I'm a pastor? Did they give me a warranty on my iPad because of the fact that uh, I had paid X amount of dollars for it? Why did they give a warranty? That, that apple means something. And if they get known for selling defective products, they're protecting their reputation by having a warranty on their product. Going somewhere with this. Stay with me. God created you in his image, in his likeness, and he put his stamp and his image on you. And when you go defective, it doesn't reflect on you. That's why when I say I serve God and yet I have my family falling apart, my finances falling apart, my body, my mind, it reflects badly on the manufacturer, not on me. That's why I have to do my best to make sure that I live in the right image, in the right pattern that God designed me. Because it's not about you. It's about the one that created you. And that when I walk according to the right manner, I give glory to God in the way that I do things. That God gets glory for how we walk. It's not about you. Your success isn't about you. It's about him. 
But when we're struggling all the time, I'm not saying you never go through problems, you never go through crisis, but when all you do is struggle to survive, you got people on the outside saying, that's a, one of God's people? That's a broken product of God's. That's why you can't fix yourself. You break down, I got to send this back to Apple because they know how to do I didn't send it to Samsung. They know products, but they, don't, they can't fix this. Stop taking your problems to the bar. Stop taking your problems to the club. Stop taking your problems to, the, to different places. There's only one place that you're going to get your things solved is when you go back to your manufacturer. Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> Worship team, if you would help me this morning. So I want you to see this as we, we get ready to close. You are patterned after perfection. God gave mankind his image. Everyone say image. And likeness. Everyone say likeness. Before he gave us an assignment. God will always give you the ability. Someone say ability. Before he gives you an assignment. God will never tell you to do something without giving you the ability to do so. Say it again, Pastor. God always gives the ability before God gives the assignment. Before he told the birds to fly, he gave them wings and the ability to fly. They're not afraid of heights. They could swoop. They could, he gave them the ability to do so. When he created the fish to dominate the water, he gave them the ability to breathe underwater, to swim. They were designed with that ability. I want you to know that God created you to have dominion. Everyone say dominion. dominion. To rule, to administrate, to transform, to, to navigate your environment. That The things happening around you should not affect what happens inside of you. I need you to understand that you are the storm. You are the storm. You are the atmosphere. You are the environment. When you walk into any circumstance, any situation, you are the prevailing environment when you walk into work. When you walk into school tomorrow, you are the presence that walks in. When you walk into your house, you are the presence. I don't care the chaos that's going on around you. When you walk in, you have dominion. You carry the presence of God with you whenever you walk in. You shift atmospheres, you don't reflect them. You transform environments, you don't reflect them. You don't understand how bad my coworkers are at work. I don't need to understand your coworkers. I know the one that manufactured you. And he says that when you walk into a place, that you have dominion. When you get a revelation of who you are, what you are changes. Dominion is the Hebrew word meaning to reign, which means this, created to rule, reign, dominate, have sovereignty, royal power, and dominion. You see, you're responsible for representing the kingdom of heaven here on earth. I don't represent myself. You know what keeps me from affairs? Number one, I love my wife. Number two, she'll kill me. <laughs> but
But I recognize that I don't represent me. I represent the kingdom. And so every choice I make reflects who I represent. And the problem is you think you represent you. You think you were created to represent you, to do what you want, when you want, how you want. From the foundations of the earth, man was given the responsibility to represent him here on earth. You don't represent you. Baby, it's not about you. It's about his kingdom. And he gave you dominion not so you can dominate over everyone. You notice it says in Genesis 1.26, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the creeping things, over all the wild things. But nowhere does it say that you are to have dominion over each other. You're never supposed to dominate another person. For those of you husbands that have it twisted, well, God said that my wife needs to submit. Yeah, but God also said that you have to love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Which means if you have breath, then you haven't given your all yet to your wife. You represent him. You represent him. Why I work hard at my marriage? Because my marriage represents him. Why I work hard not to find myself in debt is because my finances represent him. You can't see me having my car repossessed or getting kicked out of my house because I represent him. My choices have to be right. I want to take this down to where you're at right now. You've been given dominion, not just so you could enjoy life, but so that you can make a difference to shift your environment, transform your environment. Everyone stand to your feet this morning. You were created to have dominion, not be dominated. That's why it blows me away when I see individuals that have an addiction to alcohol or an addiction to cigarettes or weed. Because cigarettes are a plant. Weed is a plant. Wine is just fermented grapes. Beer and alcohol are just hops and barley. They're plants. And you were created to have dominion over those things. And you're letting a plant rule you. You're letting a weed rule you. You're letting an opioid rule you. You're letting a plant to take over your life. You were created to dominate. You were created to overcome. You were created to administrate, to rule. And you're allowing a plant, a plant 
another person sexually. Letting created beings rule over your life when you were created to rule over them. Not on my watch. You know, I, I just need it sometimes to take the edge off. That's what God does. I just, just sometimes to unwind. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Some of y'all become fools when you start drinking a little bit. And those two conversations I had this past week with those individuals, both of them ended up in affairs because they were drinking before it happened. I'm not here to talk to you about drinking. I'm here to talk to you about having dominion. Take dominion. Take dominion. It's what you're created for. Come on, lift your hands all over this place right now. Not in bondage any longer. Freedom. Come on, G, sing it. As G begins to sing, we're going to open these altars. And if you need freedom over some areas of your life, we're just going to pray with you. We're going to agree with you. But don't leave. I want to pray with you as a, as a congregation before we close this morning. So even as she sings, as she leads, we're going to just take time and, and worship God. You give life. You are love. Yes, Lord. You bring light to the darkness. You partner with you. We want to pray with you.
taking your rightful place. Come on. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Great are you. Great are you, Lord. It's your breath. It's your The presence of God is the environment that you that you excel in. So right now, let's create that environment with the song that you sing right now. Create the environment where the presence of God is welcome. Create an environment right now that shifts atmospheres. Right now, invite the presence of God into this circumstance and watch change begin to break. Come on, let's worship. Come on. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Shout your praise, our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. And all the earth will shout your praise, our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. dominion 
if you don't have the image and likeness. After Adam fell, his image was messed up. After Adam fell, the likeness was messed up. You can't hold on to God's image when you don't have a part of God to begin with. If you are disconnected from your source, from your Father, let's get reconnected right now. If you're here right now and you know that you've been disconnected from your Father, you've been disconnected from your source, let's get that fixed right now. Because you can't take dominion until you fix the image and the likeness. And so if that's you, I just want you to wave your hand back and forth. Pastor, I need to just restore my walk with God. I see that hand. I see the hands waving. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you in the back. God bless you over here. If you need to right now, just restore your walk with God. Restore your relationship with God. Let's do that right now in this moment. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I ask you to come into my heart. I want to be connected to you. You are my source. I can't exist apart from you. I want the image and the likeness of God to be mine again. I don't want a type of image. I want your image. So I confess I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Come into my heart. Make me new. Restore your image and your likeness so that I can have dominion in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody give God a shout of praise. Amen. 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 Over the next few weeks, we're going to be focusing on dominion, on on, on dominating. Now, uh, next week, we're going to continue this on how Adam's fell affected our image. Don't miss, because I guarantee you this, as we lay this foundation of getting God's image back in our lives, your, your dominion's going to be returned just as quick. Amen? Let's start looking like God and acting like God. God bless you this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea. 